and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. Great to have you with us here. Uh, a lot of things to get to here in the uh, middle of the week. Uh, would you like to choose from a top three? Uh, you got something that's, that's uh, as Paul Harvey used to say, it's a burr in my saddle. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Let me start off with a question for you. This is going to be a question yeah. for you. Which book do you give less of a shit about? Would it be the Meghan McCain book? Or would it be the Katie Couric book? Those are your two choices. Which one of these books will you be dreadfully and awfully oh. avoiding as much as you possibly can? The Meghan McCain book, where she says, uh, you know, Sarah Palin wasn't that bad. It was my dad's campaign that fucked her over. Or Katie Couric, who dishes on everyone. Uh, oh, definitely the, the uh, least important book in terms of time that, that anyone should ever think of devoting to would be the Megan McCain. Book. <laughs> yeah, that's because, correct. The correct answer. Remember, remember she, she is nothing to begin with except the beneficiary of being from John McCain's spoin. Yeah. Right? That's, it. That's, that, right. that's all she has going for her. She has no, she has nothing to, to uh, live off of except her last name. So, but the girls on the view were mean to her, Brad. They were mean to her. Yeah, but see, again, that predicates the thought that you would care about the view, that you watch the view, <laughs> that it has any relevance in the cultural milieu, except that it makes it onto uh, internet websites when a fight breaks out or uh, someone announces, "Oh, I'm I'm positive for COVID in the middle of the show." And we're supposed to care. So the answer is, in fact, you're making me care even less the yeah, more I think yeah. about, you didn't about, about Megan McCain and 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 Katie Couric. What, I mean, what what can you say? She had a good run. Mm -hmm. uh, she she was not the best at what she ever did, but she was good enough. And she made some mistakes, and her mistakes pale in comparison to her longtime cohort. And of course, I speak to you of Bryant Gumble. No, uh, Matt Lauer. <laughs> you, you see what I did there? You see what I did? Well, she goes. Um, I, people, people don't know, and they shouldn't. They, she, she went back on the Today Show. I suppose it was Monday to talk about the book. I think it was Monday, or it was Tuesday, and she talks about the book with Savannah Guthrie, and and, and she's oh, Matt Lauer's. You know, his behavior was so disgusting. It was so appalling, and I loved him, but I didn't know. And then you know, she gets a do-over on that whole situation. Like, I mean, did you, she would talk to people. Wait, was it her, wait hang on. What, what do you mean she gets a do her? Was it her fault that, that Matt yeah. Lauer? Was oh, yeah, that's, that's completely what I was saying. Uh, you know, oh my God, I talked to people and they were fucking, well, did you, did you say anything at the time or no, it was, yeah, I, it was just bad. It was disgusting. He's awful. And it's just really awful. And it's all in the book. If you want to go ahead and buy that book right now, that'd be a good thing for you to do. And oh, okay. All right, Katie. That's nice. How would, how'd that CBS evening news thing work out for you? Is that good? Or is that a good, excellent career move? Or I just, no, yeah, I'm not sure. So it's just interesting. It's just interesting how she, she dishes on everyone and says that, and then there are certain people that are going like Ashley Banfield. I don't know if it was exactly like that. Oh no. I supported women. Brit, I loved women. Brit, I lifted women the up. Phone here. It was well, great. Wait a minute. I, I mean, I, I hate to fucking knock you off of this fake high horse that you're on. But there are there are no two people on earth who yeah. hate more of the people that we ever worked with than you or me. 
Now, yes. we've not written a book about it, and we don't get to go talk about it, and we don't get to revisionist history uh, uh, moments in our life. But in the case of Katie Couric, again, you know, she had some great gigs. I don't care what happened to her five years doing the CBS. By the way, five years doing the CBS Evening News, oh, not the worst thing on your resume ever. Not that bad. Just because she didn't do it for 30 years and retire the, and get a, get a goal. So, you know I think what? That was she the, has nothing to apologize for. Wasn't that the link to the contract and they refused to fire her? Hi, does that sound familiar you know to you? Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. So, you know. Wasn't we, that the, it, was, it was disastrous. It was, it was awful. Uh, and now we, I just wish her this, well. <laughs> we wish her well good, good good luck with the book and again as, as megan mccain tries to ingratiate herself with the fox news crowd again it's good to see her go around and, and shit on we everybody just don't care. no we, we <laughs> no she she is in a, a subcategory of of don't care too stupid to talk about and uh, uh so you know see you later see you later i mean i think it's more important right now that uh, Trump in trashing Colin Powell yeah. and trashing the idea that Colin Powell got uh, near universal praise and respect here at the end of his life. And I'm sure we'll have a funeral befitting someone with that respect, albeit that one moment. And it's just a little bit. No, it wasn't a little moment. And obviously, the, you know, the terrible thing that, 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 that happened that he admitted to. And, and All right. But Trump is so bitter and so jealous of that kind of respect and love that had been shown to Colin Powell here the last few days and will be shown by uh, people at his funeral. And it will be a super all-star lineup, not unlike the same kind of people that were at whose funeral? John McCain's. Okay. And what does John McCain, what do John McCain and, and, and Colin Powell have in common? Trump hated both of them. Trump mm -hmm. was jealous of both of them. Trump couldn't hold a candle to the kind of public service and the sacrifices that they made for their country when he made none. Zero. And he knows, and he'll never admit it, but in his heart, he knows the minute you get that notification on your phone that Donald Trump is dead, oh. the streets will fill up with people partying like it is 2099, 1999, and 1899. And at his funeral, who will it be? Who's going to give the benediction? Dan Bongino? So that that's what interests me more when you bring up the name of Megan McCain, because yeah. it was her father. That was that was the guy. He was the man. And um, uh, there you go. That's There's some good back. stuff in the Bob Woodward book about uh, Trump and the, when John McCain died and all, all that stuff about how. Oh, really? Just, yeah. D dish, dish for us. Well, it's just that, you know, they they said, obviously, the McCain said, we, we don't want. Don, you know Donald Trump within seven thousand miles of the funeral. Don't 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 come to the funeral and stuff. And they were trying to figure out ways to kind of worm their way into it and the viewing and all all this shit like that. And they just well wait, 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 stop. But wait, you mean Trump's? They still wanted to come. Even oh, well, there's a huge there's a huge fucking spotlight and a lot of cameras. What do you think? Of course, well, I know that. But but even the Trumps 
okay, this is stupid, should realize that if <laughs> it's said that you're not supposed to come to the funeral, you don't go to the funeral. And you yeah, don't figure I, out a way to show up at the funeral. I think uh, Jer- Javanka figured out a way to make it happen. And, you know, there, there was always a way to kind of worm your way in through the back door. And uh, they, they said this, but they didn't say that. Uh, so we can go and we can be complete whores about the whole thing. So let, we'll figure out some way to make this happen. There, there's always some way for them to worm their way around. Because, again, there's lights, there's cameras, and, and there's there's a huge spotlight, and they're just all attention whores more than anything else, more uh, than anything in the world. That's what they are. All right. All right. So let uh, let me give you a, a, a three for here. You pick one, and we'll probably end up doing all three here. Uh, number one, hey, North Carolina, we got our own world-class super spreader, super spreader, quack hack doctor, part oh of God. the Dirty Dozen. We got one. Uh, number two, poking the kids. Or number three, how will the Sedition Caucus vote on Thursday? Will they vote to hold Steve Bannon and his feet to the fire for disobeying the subpoena? Or will they vote to clear Steve Bannon? Nothing happened. Which will it be? There you go. Let's do the let's start local and stay local with North Carolina, shall we? All right. Uh and and, and I was uh uh uh, n- noting this this story uh, yesterday, and y- it was all over uh, CNN. They're probably rerunning the package, you know, for 36 hours like they do with everything. And if you recall, uh, a couple months ago, a dirty dozen was named of medical professionals who are responsible for, I think it was 70% of all the misinformation that was uh, flying around Facebook against the vaccine unbelievable all right and and one of those 12 is a guy who has a practice in charlotte oh god all right and uh he there's a nice long package you can see it just go to cnn.com drew griffin who i do not want to sit across the table from him when he starts in because he is as prepared as any reporter i've seen you know, he is Mike Wallace on steroids when, when he gets you in his clutches because he'll have all the facts. And when you lie to him, he will take you down. The name of the doctor is Dr. Rashid Buttar, B-U-T-T-A-R. He is not an MD. He is an osteopath physician. He is a conspiracy theorist. And uh, he has been tagged right now as one of those great disinformation doctors and he is of the mind that everybody just needs to get COVID and let's get that immunity in place and everything will be fine. Uh, and I looked his name up beyond just the current issue that uh, we would have with him if we are normal people, that he is the worst of the worst. And then I always ask, and usually there'll be a doctor sitting, oh, about three feet away from me, my wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's one of those. Oh, who, who also is a, a licensed physician, a real licensed physician in North Carolina. And I always know the answer before I ask it. Any good reporter or husband knows the answer to the question. So just what does it take to get your license yanked, your medical license yanked in North Carolina? And, of course, the answer is a hell of a lot, a hell of a lot, a hell of a lot more than what this guy has done, which he should have been. All right, so if you, go, if you look the guy's name up, the first thing you get is uh, back in 2010, back in 2010, uh, he was reprimanded 
for doing the following. Selling skin drops for $150 a bottle as a treatment for diseases that range from autism to cancer. That's how bad this guy is. Uh, he treated an aspiring Washington football team, then known as the Redskins cheerleader, who came to Charlotte with symptoms that made it hard for her to walk and talk. The woman linked the symptoms to a vaccine and claimed she had dystonia, which I, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an inability to, 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 to function uh, cognitively, something mm -hmm. dystonia. Uh, and I guess Butar said, well, that just proves that autism is caused by toxic materials and vaccinations. And he came up with some cockamamie way to uh, treat it. And of course, uh, that was bullshit. It was snake oil. And his autism theory, of course, is a sham. It's been disproven a million times in, in different ways. Um, uh -oh. Now, you would think right there, you should lose your license, wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. You would you think would that think. would be enough to say that's that, it, that you're seems done. To be, it's enough for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure the sanitation department's hiring. Go work for them. Sure. But no, on and on he continued, and, and to this day. So he is one of those 10, uh, 12, I'm sorry, and he has a history. And to me, it's it's disgusting, it's disgraceful, it's ridiculous, it's it's inexplicable. Um how the the uh, North Carolina Board of Medicine doesn't yank this guy's uh, license, and he's not an MD; he's a DO. But they still oversee everybody. They see all different kinds of of physicians, not just the MDs. The, so he's under their auspices too, and uh, they could stop him, but they don't. Mm -hmm. And so this really is a case of buyer beware. You know, just make sure. <laughs> Just make sure, for instance, if you thought you had COVID-like symptoms and you had not gotten vaccinated and you said, I'm going to go to the Internet and find a doctor close to his name might come up Ugh. because of the way Facebook works. Right. Because right. of the algorithmic way that they, they generate leads. Who knows? Mm. And so you do have to be careful. All right. But this doc, this guy is is quack city. I mean, he is just the worst of the worst of the worst yeah, right. it seems terrible poking the yeah. kids let's go with poking the kids as choice number two yeah all right poking the kids uh it's uh it's official uh kids from five to eleven can get the uh the pfizer covid vaccine it's official and the biden administration has the plans in place they've bought 28 million doses they are ready to go and uh, the doses are one-third of the size that big people will get. And that makes it easier. And the, the needle is smaller, so it, it, it is child size. That's a good thing. And uh, 15 of the 28 million ready to ship within a week. Off we go. Then that brings us back to the original question, which we asked a long time ago, which is what the hell is going to happen when the sins of the parents are bestowed upon the children which will mean hey i ain't getting no damn vaccine you think i'm gonna let my kid get vaccinated yeah or and jo joe biden will send his stormtroopers not only to grab guns from people but also take their children from them i believe right. that's what's going to happen i i think mathematically it, you have to acknowledge that if we can't get 
most of the kids, almost all the kids vaccinated, we're never going to solve this problem because kids circulate every, they're everywhere. You can't get rid of them. They're like cockroaches. They're everywhere. And if, if a a certain percentage of them, a way too high percentage of them um, are carriers, it, you're just going to add months and months and who knows how long to the point where we can start to all say time to take off the masks again. Everybody can hug again. Everybody can party again and, and not have any, disclaimers if we don't get all the kids vaccinated the way we do but again not all of them just about all of them vaccinated against childhood well this uh, sets diseases. us up for this sets us up for huge massive unbelievable problems oh and again god. it's like, oh my oh god. the government's trying to raise my children oh my god they're gonna come in and start yep. injecting my kids and yep. oh my god they're gonna here's a story in olympia washington where a couple's kids were taken away from them and locked in a dungeon and you know all this shit you, you can you can see this one coming down broadway right it's the same shit yeah, yeah. and um and if those stories don't happen, they'll just make them up and distribute them anyway. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Right. It, right, it, right. It, does, it does not matter. And um, as the mandates get more stringent and more stringent on adults and in workplaces and in, in uh, New York City, right? Isn't New York? The last day, just every, every municipal employee, every damn one of you now. Yeah. No exceptions, no nothing, no nothing. All right, so. So it's coming, and this, but this goes back to your original. I mean, you had a you had a, a theory a few days ago about like, well, they're just going to go back and do away with all the vaccine mandates in all the schools ever. You just have to roll those back. You don't have to be uh, vaccinated for pertussin or whatever when you go to elementary school, and that's they they'll start doing that in places like Texas and Mississippi and Alabama. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I don't even want to think about that, but there's no reason. <laughs> there's yeah. no reason to think. There's no reason to think that reverse logic won't be in play here. Yeah, I'm because sorry. It, if you're going to go to the mat, if you're going to go to the mat for the right of your child to not be vaccinated, right? Mm-hmm. Then when you look deep inside of yourself and you realize that your poor child was already vaccinated several times, many times when they were babies, before they entered kindergarten, yeah, before they went to preschool, when you realize what was done to you. Your poor little child. The the victimization of the children. Then, yeah, going forward from today, it's very possible that newborn babies will be of parents who will say, and I can just hear it right now. Ready? Because, you know, there's a, a way too high percentage of pregnant women who are not vaccinated. We know that. Mm, right? Yeah. Uh, way too. And, but. A lot of them, many of them, most of them will have babies and they will not have gotten sick and they will not have caught coronavirus and they will have been in marriages. Maybe they will stay in marriages where they're not vaccinated and the husband is not vaccinated. So now the baby is, you know, six months old, whatever that age is where you bring your kid in for those first for those first vaccinations. And back to what you originally said. What on earth would make anybody believe that these parents are not going to be joining the resistance network against all vaccines, not just 
the COVID vaccine. I, I think you're you're dead on. It's gonna well, happen. And, I can't wait for smallpox. I don't have an answer for it. I don't have an answer. Don't have an smallpox answer. will make a comeback. Diphtheria will make a comeback. You know, whooping cough. It'll be it'll be massive. All over. All, all of these things will come back because well, we got we got to repeal all this shit, and we'll just let you go in with your kid just being just a ball of viruses when they start their first day of kindergarten, and that's the way God intends it. If they get sick, we'll give them some horse medicine, which is horse medicine, Joe Rogan. Dumbass. <laughs> we can move on to Steve Bannon, and uh, they're going to vote in, in front of the entire House. This is Liz Cheney making the most obvious statement, but some people need to hear it because they don't believe it. Liz Cheney saying that Bannon's refusal to cooperate suggests that Trump was personally involved in planning a riot. Again, that seems extremely obvious to you and me and any sentient being but there are a few people that need to hear this because they don't believe it. Uh, this now goes before the entire house because the, uh, the subcommittee has said, Hey, they should, you should hold them accountable for this, for this contempt and you should go forward with it. How do you, how is your, what's your take on this right now? Uh, well, it's, it's, it's kind of simple. It's kind of simple. Uh, and uh, each time we get a vote in a similar category like this, the Republicans, for the most part, stick together, mm -hmm. right? We only had 10 members of the House who voted to uh, impeach Trump that second time, just 10. Mm -hmm. uh, and then almost all the other ones were ones who not only voted not to uh, impeach Trump in the House, but they were signatories to the uh, letter that uh, wanted a reexamination of was it uh, Georgia and Arizona? Was that uh, was that yeah. that letter? I can't, yeah. I can't remember all the letters, but okay. So so they are they are part of what I think it should be no longer called the Republican Party. Just call them the Sedition Caucus, okay? Sure. Because uh, this vote now to uh, hold Steve Bannon in criminal contempt criminal contempt of the United States Congress, which doesn't happen very often, um, if they say no, no, Steve Bannon isn't disobeying a legally issued subpoena for him to appear to explain himself, then they have put another layer of cement around themselves in complete denial of reality, in total fidelity to a Donald Trump, in trying to rewrite what happened on January 6th, which by voting that Steve Bannon is, is free to go, party on, nothing happened. Evidence means nothing. It's irrelevant. doesn't matter that he said the day before there's going to be hell in Washington tomorrow, January 6th, said that on the 5th, it's you know, on his great podcast or whatever he does. I mean, he, he is, he's out there. He's admitting it. He's bragging about it. And now he's daring the Congress. And I think you probably believe this. Maybe you don't. I think at one level, he wants to get taken down legally by the system so he can be a martyr. Oh, I mean, sure. he, thinks he's, he thinks he's like uh, the, the guy who opposes Putin. Or like ML, when MLK was locked in jail. Sure, he feels like right. he's that kind of. Yeah, he, that's how he feels. Right. He, I'm sure he thinks that. Yeah. Um, 
and and let's just put aside the fact and i put this up on my facebook page you really didn't think it was possible to have a worse looking mugshot than nick nolte but right now bannon is already there and, and bannon isn't even uh, under arrest and and sweating yet and he already looks worse than that famous nick nolte right. shot he really does so again <laughs> that's that, that's superficial shit here but um the question then will be after they vote and we let's work from the let's assume that that they're all going to vote in a block like they always do except for liz cheney and adam uh kinzinger right those two will definitely vote to uh, hold bannon in contempt we know that uh how they voted in the the committee too and, and they will so that that's just two now we know there are lots of others who want to but are afraid to they are chicken they are so scared uh you know who will vote yes anthony gonzalez mm-hmm. anthony gonzalez is still in the congress he's we'll the guy me. from ohio <laughs> who is not going to run again because uh he don't want he don't want no more shit he, his family's been threatened he's done with the republican party and he was one of the 10 that voted for impeachment so okay that's three i can think of that's three definites uh but the others i don't remember all the other of the first 10 who voted for impeachment how many of them are going to vote this time the same way against uh, to to go after bannon and, and you know what the phrase lock him up this time it really applies it's not <laughs> it's not a fantasy chant i mean he needs to be locked up and he needs to spend some time with himself to think about what you did Brit, think about what you did. Go to your room, right? You that's, yes. that's exactly. And then come out and tell us what you did. And um, I mean, this is the big this is the big test for the Republican Party. And then when this passes, it only needs the majority vote. The Democrats have their you know small majority plus a couple Republicans. It will pass. That's not a question. Um, then will the Attorney General Merrick Garland do what? We hope he will do. Um, or if he doesn't, and I don't even want to think about the implications if he says, no, I'm an institutionalist and I don't want to do unto others as I would have done no. unto the president I'm serving under in the future. It would set a bad precedent, all those kind of bullshit things. No, forget it. That could be bought, as if this is not, even if you bought into any of that crap, even if you bought into any of that stuff, uh, that you don't think that this isn't a special case, an exception, where uh, overthrowing the entire federal government and overturning the will of the people in an election doesn't merit going beyond what you normally would do as a an institutionalist who just wants to uh, go with the status quo. And I don't think Merrick Garland is going to make that bad choice. I don't think it's going to happen, but... Until it happens, you're always worried. You never know. Um, however, uh, one day when this is all over and Merrick Garland writes that book as to what it's all about, I'm hopeful that he will write that, of course, the fact that I got screwed out of a Supreme Court <laughs> position by the Republican Party and then Donald Trump appointing someone uh, who should have been me, that had nothing to do with the decision to 
uh, lock up Steve Bannon to call him into contempt of Congress, and then all these other people whose duck should fall in that row, and then Trump himself. I hope when he writes that book, he says, I never gave that a thought. Right. Didn't think about it for a second. Right. He, he seems like the kind of guy that's able to kind of not really let those sort of proclivities run his life, unlike us. I mean, he seems the kind of the guy that wouldn't grind an axe. So, I mean, I've, it's hard to kind of divorce that completely from your mind. But, yeah, you know, I, know. I, I would I, I think he's going to do the right thing. I know. But that's that's the old Brit. No matter what you do for the next 10 seconds, don't think of a pink elephant. Exactly. And that's all you think of. Exactly. Right? I was uh, trying Mayor to find Carlin, the story. Don't, don't for one sec, Michael Merrick Garland, don't think for one second about that Supreme Court seat that you do not inhabit. Never Which think about it again. Well, I mean, it's not for nothing because it was it was a bullshit screw job. I mean, there's no there's no defending what the Republicans did and coming up with, oh, it's the it's the Biden rule, which it never was, and they made up and it was horseshit. But, you know, being attorney general is, is a nice consolation prize. If you can't be on the Supreme Court, being the attorney general of the United States, is, eh, it's OK. But, yes, it doesn't it doesn't make up for the fact that, yes, he should be on the oh, highest court. He should, he should be on there until he dies or retires. Absolutely. hundred percent. I know. It's just like not being on the Today Show. You know, you end up on the CBS Evening News for five years. Yeah, that's not a bad way to, to, to land on your. I get it. It's a, I was trying to find the Vice story. I can't find it, but I think you saw it because they highlighted it. And they've done, if you like, these election officials that are getting these awful voicemail messages across America in places like Arizona and Georgia and Pennsylvania. But, oh, we're going to come and murder your kids and spread their limbs across America. And we've got a second amendment solution. We're going to shove a gun up your ass and blow your brains out and. All this other, I mean, it's just, it's, it's dreadful. And then all of that stems from Donald Trump. That's all him and everybody else who enabled him and said, come on, let's go. Um, yeah. There's, there's no two ways about that. I don't know. I don't Open know. Open and shut, uh, baby. Open <laughs> and shut. They, they, they are acting out this, this fantasy of what they think. You know, all those cartoons of Trump, you know, on Rambo's body. Yeah. You know, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger doing sure. a pose, and then there's the Chuck stats. Norris stuff. They him, him doing roundhouse kicks Absolutely. and shit. The, we looked at that and laughed at it, right? Yeah. But for another segment of our fellow citizenry, who we love, by the way, <laughs> it meant something. And you, you know how it meant something? Because on your Facebook feed and on my Facebook feed and on everybody's Facebook feed that ever – uh, talks about anything political over the last five years, when it got around to Trump, when it got really tense, what would go up as an answer to something that he did? It would be, you know, the Trump train with his face on the fucking front right. You're going to get run over by that. Right? That would be their answer. And Britt, here it is. He's not been president now for almost a year. So what is the answer? Well, we're just going to threaten. We're going to threaten like 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 any aspiring dictatorial regime would threaten and try to cajole its way into intimidating the the uh, institutional framework of this democracy and shatter it and then inhabit it you want to talk about will not replace us what do you think the goal is of trump and trumpism trumpism will replace everything that That's is their want. goal so of, of course, um, how do they, they uh, come back? They project and they go, uh, Jews will not replace us. Mexicans will not replace No, you're, they're the replacement theoreticians. Yeah, and they are practicing it 
right now through gerrymandering, through voter suppression. That's how you and we are headed, if we're not already there, towards a minority government where a minority rules constantly in jurisdiction after jurisdiction, in congressional races after congressional races, constantly by manipulating the number of people who can vote comfortably. But this is one of the stock answers, ready? This is one of the stock answers to, to, to everything I just said. You know, anybody in this country who is eligible to vote, they really can vote if they want to. Oh, Jesus. It's the, that, it's that the, is, Brit, that it's, is, I swear to God, that's, that's the, the healthcare. Answer. It's the healthcare argument, isn't it? Everybody can go to a hospital and get treated. So what, what do we need universal health care for? You guys are just making shit up. Right. If if Brit if, if we close down the polling place that was, you know, a quarter mile from your house, right. and now you have to go ten miles, that's right. not stopping you from voting. No. You're not being stopped from voting. You can still vote. And mm-hmm. and that is, I swear to you, that is yeah. what they're telling themselves right now. That's how they roll. This is a this is a story the New York Times is highlighting. Apparently, uh, Mike Esper, who was then the Secretary of the Defense, uh, killed an idea that Stephen Miller and his boys put together to send two hundred fifty thousand troops to the border. This is military troops that were headed to the border. No one really knows how they came up with that number. Nobody knows why that was seen as necessary. But Stephen Miller tried this out, and Mike Esper is not commenting on this because he's got his own book coming out. But there are a lot of sources that say he and he told Stephen Miller to go shove it up your ass in a tense White House meeting, and this thing went uh, south real quick, and this idea was taken away. Uh, and that's outrageous. I mean, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous because everybody knows it would have taken at least four hundred thousand. <laughs> you know how weak? No. Uh, Mr. Listen to the listen to some of the uh, the Times story. Mr. Trump's obsession with the southern border was already well known by this time. He had demanded a wall with flesh piercing spikes. Remember that one. Repeatedly mis- amused about a moat filled with alligators and asked about shooting migrants in the legs as they crossed the border. His aides considered a heat ray that would make migrant skin feel hot. Right. All being reported as fact fun. because it really said, happened. Said, Right. Did this happen? This was like 2017, though. This was yeah, right yeah, near yeah. the beginning. Okay. Exactly. Right. Um, this story, which I'm sure is true, none of these kinds of stories, as you know, are never dis- they're never disproven because <laughs> they always are true. They always turn exactly. out to be true. And it it fits into that that empty uh, six pack carton that you have over here. You have a whole bunch of them that are waiting to be filled with shit that we're going to keep finding out for years about what a dark moment this was in American history led by a crazed, ignorant, egoed out, jealous, horrible, dreadful human being. And this is just another part of it this is just just, it's just it, here's another there's another thing to put in the in the six pack there it is fill that up take that out uh of course what why why wouldn't it be that of course of course it was. Uh, and, and by the way I, I i like the fact that it had to be uh spruced up to absurd proportions to make it look like game of thrones 
or, or well, yeah, some I mean, kind of I, cr- crazy medieval um, <laughs> um, uh, outfit that that would you know give moats and alligators and right that, that whole bit. I want to I want to correct. Heard, I wanna, you know what? We heard a little bit of we heard a little bit about this. We heard a nugget of this right. back then, and it, it's one of those. It came and went and didn't but really then, have anything to it. So. This is, uh, by the way, this I want to correct myself. This was in the spring 2020. This is like a year and a half ago they were talking about this. It wasn't 2017. Oh, oh. It was only, it was around 2020. So, Britt, Britt, is that better or worse? Way worse. <laughs> uh, around the same time that officials considered the huge deployment to the American side of the border of Mexico, Mr. Trump also pressed his top aides. This is good. To send forces into Mexico itself to hunt drug cartels. Remember that story? He wanted to send the military down there to start hunting, which, which, by the way, I think creates what they call a war. When you encroach on somebody else's boundaries with your military and start shooting people, they they isn't that the isn't that a war? Isn't that what they call those things? That's not the point. The point is, yes, we had a president who instinctively wasn't smart enough or decent enough to realize that. Uh, you do not violate a sovereign country's borders with your military uh, without good reason. Uh, for instance, oh, you're going to get Osama bin Laden, and you're going to run in and run out, and no one's going to say anything about that otherwise. Other than that, it, it's got to be, it, you don't do that. That That's the problem. It, it isn't the problem that, that uh, 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 someone had to tell him. No, we can't do this. It would be tantamount to a declaration of war. It's the fact that he doesn't know it, didn't know right. it, and still doesn't know it. That's. Did you see the 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 the, the stupid thing that he sent out? I think it's associated with uh, another branch of his idiotic screed about uh, Colin Powell. I think it was a, a Thomas Jefferson. You know, he's he's trying to quote Thomas Jefferson, who's one of the fathers of the Constitution. Jefferson didn't write the Constitution. <laughs> he wrote the Declaration of Independence. It's the same thing. Now, still a founding father. does that surprise you that the Trump doesn't know the difference between those two documents? Of no, course it doesn't. No, Why would not. it? How, how would you even think that he would know the difference? But would you expect Donald Trump to just throw out what he thinks no. is something that would back up some kind of ridiculous assertion? That he's, of course he would. Of course he does. That's all he does. And by the way, I hope that the Washington Post did not shut down that big clock that they have on the wall, the big tote board that counts the lies. Because, you know, okay, we're in overtime. We are in overtime. But, Britt, if you commit a foul in overtime, you can still foul out of the game, right? Possible. You you know, if you get that sixth foul in overtime in the NBA, boom, you're still out. You don't get extra fouls in overtime. It doesn't work that way. No. You're gone. You're done. Yeah. Um, The follow-up on a story that we had earlier this week about Chris uh, Bongino, or Dan Bongino, rather. Let me try to get that right. Dan Bongino, the right-wing talk show host who thought he was going to replace Rush Limbaugh, telling his syndicator, Westwood One, you either choose the mandate or you choose me, and these boots are made for walking. Chris Hayes, on MB- Chris Hayes on MSNBC pointing out that, yeah, what? he's pretty tough with Westwood One, but he, he's still coming on Fox, and he's not saying that Fox needs to get rid of their mandate. That is so right. weird, right? Right, right. Of course. <laughs> but, but look, these people are, are, are gutless, gutless pussies. 
Bongino actually may have carved out a whole new category of bullshit, okay? Uh, because, you know, he is vaccinated and he doesn't deny it. He, he is yeah. vaccinated, right? right. And, and, and so he is trying to set himself up as the true arbiter of decency and freedom and not being allowed to be pushed around by uh, any any government or, or business entity and being forced to take the vaccine, the one that he's already taken. Okay. Um, and so what he's saying is, this is not about me. This is about all the other employees who I'm standing up for right. and who, if they choose not to get vaccinated, should be allowed to choose not to get vaccinated and still circulate among the rest of us. So he is trying to set himself up as, as, as something above and beyond in the Westwood One cumulus situation. As for not saying a goddamn word about Fox, well, of course not. Of course not. They're all chicken. They're all gutless weenies. And by the way, we have two, two prominent anchors on two different cable Correct. networks who've stepped forward in the last few days, one announcing for the first time, and the other one reminding us for uh, for the umpteenth time, because sadly it is true, that the, they have multiple sclerosis. Uh, Neil Cavuto has had MS for decades. Yeah, I mean, he is a he is a walking um, testament to to modern American medicine. He's got MS, um, and people with MS are. I, I'm not a doctor, but I believe they're immunocompromised by definition. Yes, I think that's are. correct. Yes, I believe that's right. right. And uh, uh, he wanted to remind everyone that it's a good idea for everyone to get vaccinated. Now, I don't think he's gone so far as to beat up on Fox. Um, and you know what? I'm giving him a pass on that. I don't expect him to be the guy to do that. He doesn't have to be the guy to do that. I wish he would. I wish he would, but but he's not. But I'm not going after Cavuto. And John King, over there mm -hmm. on, on CNN, former husband of Dana Bash, right? Uh, he announced, I believe on Monday, that he has MS. He says he's held it in for decades. He didn't want to talk about it. He didn't want to make that part of his persona. Uh, and, of course, you can't tell from, from watching or listening to him. Uh, but he decided that it was time to say that in light of the idiotic response to the Colin Powell death of coronavirus, heavily influenced by the fact that he was a, a, a cancer patient that made him immunocompromised and, by the way, 84 years old. And King just wanted you to know, and I think this is important, that guess what? There might be people you work with in an office in a warehouse who have some kind of illness that you don't know about and they don't talk about it because not everyone wants to talk about their personal medical issues. And you're only doing yourself and everyone around you a favor by getting vaccinated. End of story. Nothing more to be said. And for you to come back as the these people who, like Dan Bongino, think that there's some constitutional right not to get vaccinated, you are being so selfish and so inward-looking and non-concerned about anyone else than yourself. And you're not even really concerned about yourself. You're just too stupid to know it. Right. Uh, that, that, that 
you think, and even, and, and, and by the way, I read a great piece, great piece today about uh, being immune from coronavirus because you've already had it, right? Mm-hmm. And where that, where that fits into the conversation. And, uh, and I, I agreed with a piece. I'm not going to read from it, but, but it's, it's basically this. Look, there probably has not been enough public discussion in polite circles, the kind that we traffic in, uh, about natural immunity that comes from having the disease. That being said, there is no definitive study yet that can tell you how long and how effective whatever immunity you may carry from having gotten through the disease, and therefore, you should still be getting vaccinated. Mm. You should still get vaccinated. And if you are a breakthrough case and you're already vaccinated, well, you're you're kind of you've got a leg up there, but you should still get the booster when you're eligible. Uh, in other words, natural immunity is great but you can't wear it on your shirt and you don't have a card that says you got you got natural immunity starting in uh, August and that's going to last six to eight months so don't worry I'm fine in other words we have to have a standard and the immunity conferred upon you by the vaccine is just absolutely better apples to apples than so-called natural immunity it just is and so if you combine the two you will be golden there's no reason for you to to not take that next step but if you do have natural immunity or you think you do and they haven't been able to figure out how to measure the antibodies perfectly yet either that's another reason to get the vaccine if you if you think that that's that's the answer you're just you're fooling yourself and you're fooling other people and you're fooling the country and you're doing it for absolutely no reason. You're no, and, and because you know, you know what I think is out there, Britt? You tell me whether you think this is the reason that the natural immunity folk, and by the way, maybe the most famous one that I can think of is Rand Paul, all right? Rand, Rand fucking Paul Ugh. of Kentucky, who had uh, COVID back in January. Okay, so here we are. We're 10 months past January, all right? And he still refuses to get vaccinated now uh i know you would agree with me i wouldn't want to get within 10 feet of Rand paul anyway for a lot of reasons but Mm -hmm. um for him to assert by his recalcitrance at getting vaccinated love that word um uh is to believe that you have the kind of immunity from covid almost forever like you do when you get some of the childhood diseases if you do get them like if you had mumps you're never going to get mumps again that kind of thing and there's absolutely no proof that that's true with covid it's just, it's just not the same thing it's mm-hmm. not the same thing but that's how they're hanging their hats to try to convince people who had it that they don't need to get vaccinated which of course in the main contributes to the problem overall your witness sir 